anytime you have an opportunity to make a difference in this world and you don't, then you are wasting your time on earth. Roberto Clemente. You are locked on pirates. Your daily Pittsburgh pirates podcast. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every single day. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, as you always do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys are the best listeners that anybody could ask for, and it is Roberto Clemente Day. It is Roberto Clemente Weekend. To the great one, Clemente was lost too soon. We all know this. But for Roberto Clemente, of course, we wanted to pay homage to him, and hopefully the Pirates pay homage to him this weekend as well, as the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, will take on the New York Yankees this weekend in a series that features two teams that are playing some pretty good baseball, folks, as of late. Of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates enter this series at 6-4 and four in their last 10, including that series victory, of course, over the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees enter this series winners of their uh winners of six of their last 10 as well with a series win over Boston a series win that featured two double headers by the way so this Yankees team could be a little uh a little quiet coming into this series and a little tired but this is going to be a series that's going to be hard fought between these teams now of course both of these teams on the outside looking in in terms of making the playoffs this season the Yankees a little bit more of a disappointment in that area than the Pittsburgh Pirates are as the Pittsburgh Pirates still figuring out their young core and still figuring all these things out. But, you know, both teams enter this series ranking very low in batting average. They're both bottom five in Major League Baseball in batting average. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, you usually wouldn't say this about the Pirates ranking that low uh, as a team in batting average as a positive but it could bode well for Pittsburgh. It really could because the Pirates are 51 and six, folks, in games when they out hit their opponents. 51 and six. They've out hit their opponents 57 times this year, which is not all that great at all. But they've only lost six times when they've done it, which is something that you can look at and say, okay, well, when we out hit our opponent, we're probably going to win the game. The numbers just say so. And for a Yankees team that has had a just very bad offense all year, that's the kind of thing for the Pirates that they can take advantage of, folks. This is something that they can use to their advantage. And it's something that I think they should. And it could prove valuable against this Yankees team that has just been so up and down this year offensively. And another goal for the Pirates in this series as well, in my opinion, just keep them off the bases. The Yankees rank 26th in on-base percentage, but they do rank 10th in walks. So that speaks to those strikeout totals that the Yankees have. That speaks uh, speaks to the batting average and just not being able to get on base really at all. The walks are up there. Of course, these teams rank relatively the same in terms of getting on base via the free pass. The Yankees rank 10th. Of course, the Pirates rank 14th. 
But I really think that's where a lot of this series is going to be decided on who out hits who between two offenses that are just not very good. And there's only three pitchers in this series that are guaranteed, but we'll get into that here in a moment. But of course, today is Roberto Clemente Day. It is the culmination of Roberto Clemente weekend, a celebration, of course, of Roberto Clemente's career and life off the field as an activist and a role model. Of course, we've all heard the story before about him heading to help his native country in a time of need, passing away in a plane crash. And today marks the 22nd Roberto Clemente Day. Of course, tonight, if you're heading out to PNC Park for the game at 635, they're doing a number 21 Roberto Clemente hat giveaway. A focus is being put on his 3000th exhibit, which, of course, is near a statue that shows his journey to eventually getting to 3000 hits as a Major League Baseball player and a kid's jersey giveaway highlighting the festivities and ending the festivities on Sunday for all the kids. So if you don't have tickets for the Pirates game tonight, tomorrow or Sunday, Get out there, folks. It's going to be a wonderful weekend of celebration of the life of Roberto Clemente. He's one of the best baseball players of all time to ever do it. He's going to only continue to uh, have his legacy live on just based off of if you just look at Major League Baseball and all the Latin American and South American contributions that we've seen in Major League Baseball over the last few decades are a large part to him. And there are a lot of people that wear the Pittsburgh Pirates hat because of Roberto Clemente and the impact that he had not only in baseball, but the impact that he had on the lives of many people as well. As for tonight's game, if you are going to head out to the ballpark, it will be Johan Oviedo facing off against former Pirate Garrett Cole. And of course, Garrett Cole, man, he has been a wrecking ball for this New York rotation, a rotation that has also had its struggles with Lurie Severino and a bunch of other things that have happened to that rotation throughout the year. But Garrett Cole has been the guy that has been their consistent anchor in the rotation. He enters this game, of course, with the third best ERA in Major League Baseball at a 279. And he also ranks highly, of course, in innings pitched. He ranks third in that category. He ranks fifth in strikeouts, first in all of Major League Baseball and whip, and seventh in average. I would assume he will be in the conversation for the AL Cy Young, as he should be. He's having a phenomenal year, despite the Yankees not having as great of a year as you would like. And Garrett Cole is never an easy pitcher to face. We know this as Pirates fans. He was pretty good here, too. He was not the Garrett Cole that we've seen in Houston and the Garrett Cole that we've seen in New York, but he was still a very good pitcher in Pittsburgh, which of course led to his trade to Houston that ultimately got the Pirates Joe Musgrove. But Garrett Cole over his last seven outings has allowed more than four runs twice. He's allowed four earned runs and six earned runs in two different outings across his last seven, including that sixth run outing versus Boston a little bit of time ago, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. So, Oviedo, by the way, I mentioned earlier, these teams have both won six of their last 10. Oviedo, who's been a model of consistency for this team for much of this year and has had to be with the injuries to the pitching staff, enters the same, allowing four plus earned runs twice in his last seven, which included a six earned run outing and a four earned run outing. Lots of similarities between these Yankees and these Pirates 
except, you know, that wonderful P word, uh, payroll. Yeah, that's really the only difference between these two teams at the big moment right now. One thing that's a little concerning for Oviedo, though, is he hasn't went four innings yet in September, keeping in mind that this is the biggest workload that he's ever had in his career up to this point. He's never been a full-on starter, either at his time in the minor leagues in St. Louis or here in Pittsburgh. So he is going the full distance now as a starter this year. It's a whole new territory for him. It's something that he's not used to, so maybe that speaks to that. It will be something to watch tonight, though, just to see can he get past that mark and will he look good against this Yankees offense that he realistically should look good against in this opener of the series. And you heard me mention earlier that there's only three pitchers in this series that are confirmed. Of course, that is Garrett Cole and Johan Oviedo tonight, and then Carlos Rodon on Sunday. The other three slots, of course, Saturday, the slots are both to be determined, and then Sunday for the Pirates is to be determined. So we will see what happens with all of this. We will see what the pitching matchups are. And happy Roberto Clemente Day and retire number 21 across all of baseball. It's not that difficult. The guy has the reach even in his pastime. He just has a reach among so many baseball fans, baseball players, communities, the city of Pittsburgh, etc. Roberto Clemente will continue to live on, especially on this show. Before we talk about the Pirates and Nationals playing the fastest game in a decade, in over a decade, almost. We're going to talk about Jace Medical for a moment. Of course, Jace Medical is your place to take care of yourself. You know, we should all take care of ourselves and make sure that we have the right things we need to live a healthy and long life. And make sure you use the promo code Locked On for $20 off to get yours today at jacemedical.com because the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form and, in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our onboard certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Of course, I might get a package too because, you know, I want to take care of myself also. And everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything. From the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care, don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, code LOCKEDON, to make sure you take care of yourself today. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in here on this Friday, September 15th, Roberto Clemente Day. You guys are the best fans that a podcast host could ever ask for. Make sure you follow on all the socials and listen on any podcast network or on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and comment, please. Thank you so much. 
The Pirates concluded their series with the Washington Nationals yesterday afternoon and did so in somewhat historic fashion. Uh, the teams concluded a nine-inning game yesterday in one hour and 50 minutes, which was tied for the shortest nine-inning game since 2010. Well, MLB, you wanted your rules to make things faster. You made them faster, all right, because I'm sure a lot of people were very happy about that when to go see some afternoon baseball and get home before four in the afternoon and get home for dinner. It was also a game that only saw two runs, uh, seven hits and one walk, so the pace was fast. And it was a game where Mitch Keller and Josiah Gray were just on. The two aces for the Nationals and the Pirates were just on it the whole game. Uh, Josiah Gray was very strong in his work. He went seven innings. Mitch Keller went eight innings. And the difference in this one, too, all it was was Alfonso Rivas and Jack Sawinski. That was it. Jack Sawinski and Alfonso Rivas had their respective solo shots in the game. And the game time, again, is a mark of the many rule changes that we've seen to improve pace of play. We've seen the bases get bigger this year, which has resulted in a lot of steals. The Cincinnati Reds lead that number with 170. We've seen game time go drastically down. I'll get to that in a minute. We've seen the pitch clock be a component to these games and be a change for pitchers and hitters to be ready to go for each pitch and things are just moving. And I think this is a good thing for baseball. It's a good thing because when you have the young fan base and these kids that are going to games or, you know, the fans that are trying to bring their kids to these games, sitting there for three and a half hours is very hard to keep a seven-year-old invested in what's going on. For games that are an hour and 50 minutes to two hours and 30 minutes, it's a lot easier to keep your kid invested if he has the cotton candy or he or she has their cotton candy and is watching the game and something's constantly happening. And if you rewatch this game, by the way, it's not hard to figure out why it was so fast. I mean, there was only one of the 17 half innings in the game that featured more than four at-bats, and that was the bottom of the seventh, which featured five. So this was really just neither offense really getting much going, but also the pace just kept moving. Mitch Keller and Josiah Gray just kept things rolling, kept things moving. They kept things rolling and going on. In 2021, which is when I started the show, the average game was about three hours and 10 minutes. So you can imagine me with other jobs and all this other stuff that I do. That's a very long time to be watching a game at seven, some like seven oh five start going until ten thirty. It's a very long game. In twenty twenty three, that number has dropped to two hours and thirty eight minutes, the lowest mark that baseball has seen since the nineteen eighty four season. It's good for baseball that games are shorter. It just is. It is a good thing for the game. Action is happening more quickly. Why do you think basketball is such a popular sport among the youth in this country and abroad? Because it's a sport that just keeps moving. It just keeps going. Hockey is becoming a more increase, increasingly positive and fun sport for younger people to watch because it just goes that quickly. The NFL, 
obviously, is the NFL. It's always going to be popular. But even then, plays happen so fast, and the momentum of a game can change so quickly. And baseball is harnessing that now after all this time because the first inning, the top of the first inning could last 10 minutes. The bottom of the first uh, inning could last 15 minutes. And anything could happen within that time period, like a solo home run, that changes the game, that makes the game more enjoyable and fun to watch. And I think it just works. And something else that works that was a big component of this, too, was Mitch Keller continuing his all-star campaign. And as mentioned earlier, he had an eight-inning shutout. I thought Derek Shelton was going to let him go to the ninth, but he opted to go Bednar, which I'm fine with. It is late in the year, and Keller is having the biggest workload he's ever had in his career this year. And pairing him with Jason DeLay is something that has proven very worthwhile for Mitch Keller this year, because with delay, he has a nearly three ERA difference for the better. He's in the twos with Jason delay than with any other catcher that he's ever had. That's Jacob Stallings. That's Kevin Ploiecki. That's Austin Hedges, Andy Rodriguez, Henry Davis. Um, any Jake, I mean, any number, uh, Michael Perez, <laughs> I'm just naming all the obscure catchers that the Pirates have had in the past three or four years. But Jason DeLay is stuck with him, and Austin Hedges was doing that as well earlier. Obviously, the Pirates moved on from Hedges for the better. But Jason DeLay is staking a claim for a roster spot because if Mitch Keller is going to keep pitching well while he's his battery mate, you're not going to get rid of him. Is it coincidence? Who knows? But Jason DeLay, I would say at this point, is a better pitch framer and just a better defensive catcher than anybody else they have on the roster. And he's going to get there. That arm is just chef's kiss. But I'd expect nothing less moving forward from the Pirates. I think with Keller being the ace of the staff, if that's who he wants back there, that's who you put back there. Stick him in the nine hole and... If he gets you a hit or two, don't worry about it. Because he's also done a little bit of that this year, too. And the Pirates, by the way, I have to say this because I love saying it. The Pirates made quick work in the Nationals Thursday, literally and figuratively. They won three out of four and they'll look to do the same against the New York Yankees this weekend. And before we talk about the middle infield 2024 spring training battle that awaits us, let's talk about FanDuel. FanDuel, of course, is your number one place to do all of your sports betting this year because the MLB season is winding down and the playoff hunt is getting hot, folks. The wild card hunt, four teams fighting for one spot right now. So if you think one of those teams can still make the playoffs and you want to ride your money and your bets with them, use FanDuel. And you can also get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com 
com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. There is no doubt, by the way, that we know this middle infield of the Pittsburgh Pirates going into 2024 spring training is going to be a loaded group, folks. And the Pirates have some decisions to make because there are a lot of guys that, with the return of O'Neill Cruz, are going to be fighting for realistically one spot to play. That being, of course, second base. These players, Leo Piguero, Tucapita Marcano, a lot of people probably forgot about him after his season-ending surgery, Jiwan Bay, Nick Gonzalez, Jared Triolo, Alika Williams, Vinny Capra, etc., are all going to be fighting for that spot. And that's one spot that those guys are all going to be fighting over. Now, of that group that I just mentioned, you have to expect that Jiwan Bay and Jared Triolo can make the team in other ways. Obviously, with Bay being able to play the outfield, usually center field when Jack Sawinski is off on his off days, and Jared Triolo having third base ability, say Hayes has an injury or he needs an off day, or first base ability. So for those guys, it's a little bit easier to make it, uh, an argument for them to make the team out of spring if they perform well because they have that versatility that Derek Shelton and the coaching staff like. As for the others, though, it's going to be what it is. It's it's going to be a battle for second base and getting on the field. And for now, as you guys have heard me say on this show plenty of times, Peguero has the leg up right now. He's improved a lot defensively. He's shown some power that we didn't know that he had. He's hitting the baseball well. He's just playing good baseball. So for now... Peguero has that spot, in my opinion. Marcano, of course, will return following a season-ending surgery. Gonzalez, of course, was sent down and has yet to return. And Williams and Capra, I, I think they're going to likely be AAA fodder in case of injury, lack of consistency, lack of good play, or just getting a change or better defense at either position. Now, one of the other things, though, about O'Neill Cruz returning will be the fact that, one, he is going to return in the shortstop role. We know this. He is going to return in that role. And getting him a consistent middle infield partner could prove positive for him. And one of the biggest questions that we had about O'Neal Cruz heading into this year was, could he play shortstop on a consistent level long term? Now, we didn't get to learn that because he's been shut down after fracturing his ankle in April. So now when we go into next year, we're going to still have to figure out, can O'Neill Cruz play this position? If he can't, that opens up a spot for, say, Alika Williams to play that position. It opens up a spot for Leo Verpiguero to play shortstop, even though I like Piguero a lot more at second base. So a lot of this also hinges on can O'Neill Cruz play shortstop consistently which is something you're not going to learn right away. So they're going to play him at shortstop a lot to figure this out, which still goes back to only having one spot. The other thing that I want to add to this too, that list of players that I mentioned is before the Pirates make any offseason decisions or acquisitions. That being, do they want to go out and 
trade some of these guys to go get a starting pitcher? Do they want to add a utility man? Like just off the top of my head, Logan Wade or Whit Merrifield. Those guys aren't available. That's just the idea that I'm getting in your head. So that's before this. And that's just the middle infield. That's not Alfonso Rivas and Connor Joe. That's not Joshua Palacios, Jack Sawinski, Kanan Smith and Jigba, and all these other players. That's not Andy Rodriguez, Henry Davis, and Jason DeLay. That's just position players. Then you're looking at the pitching side of things. You're going to have Keller. You're going to have Oviedo, Priester, Contreras, Ortiz, Vince Velasquez if he wants to come back, Jared Jones, Paul Skeens. I mean, there's uh, Anthony Solometo, if you want to throw him into that conversation, Cody Bolton, Colin Selby, Yuri De Los Santos, Andre Jackson, Thomas Hatch, Bailey Falter. This is going to be a wild spring training that we're going to have when we see it in 2024. It just really is. And this is what you want at this point from the Pittsburgh Pirates. You want this many players that can like can literally fight for this position or positions. And then when you select whoever you select, if they don't play well, guess what folks? You get benched for somebody else because it's not like years past where these guys were handed positions because there is either no one else available, no one blocking them or the position was just that bad. We've seen it with first base. We've seen it with catcher. We've seen it with second base outside of Adam Frazier. The Pirates 2024 spring training could be the funnest we've seen in a very long time. And I am more than excited for it. But we still got a lot of baseball to watch, folks. We got the Yankees this weekend for Roberto Clemente weekend. And they play a lot of these wildcard teams that are trying to get into the playoffs down the stretch of the season. So we'll be covering it all here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. My name is Ethan Smith. I'm going to get this right eventually. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment on YouTube at Locked On Pirates or listen on whatever podcast platform you find that you like the most. Guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Friday. Happy Roberto Clemente Day. And I will see you all on the flip side.